welcome back to the St. Michael Student Connection Podcast. Today we're going to reflect on just how much God loves us. Because when we really begin to dwell and think about it, it really is unbelievable the amount of love that our Heavenly Father shows to us. Now, if you grew up in the church as a kid, you probably are very much familiar with singing the song, Jesus Loves Me. The lyrics go, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Now, God's love for man is abundant throughout Scripture. John 3.16 arguably is the most well-known verse in the entire Bible. It states that, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Just think about that for a moment. Like, God loved you so much. You. You personally. Like, he had you specifically in mind. He treasured and valued you so much that he gave up his son's life so that you can live. Now, some people might ask, well, if he loves us that much, couldn't he just forgive us? Like, live and let live? Just turn a blind eye? Let bygones be bygones? But that doesn't cover the debt of sin. We have to remember that God is a just God. And sin comes with a price. Scripture tells us that the price of sin is death. And so we have written a check that we don't want to cash. But someone has to pay the bill. Like, there is an outstanding debt for our sins. Someone has to die. And here's the deal. We're all guilty. As a matter of fact, in 1 John 1, chapter 8, it tells us that if we claim that we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves. And we're not living in truth. So if we think, well, I'm not that bad. You know, I wouldn't really identify with having sinned, per se. You know, maybe I've just done some kind of negative things, but nothing worth death. If we have that thought process, Scripture tells us that we're only kidding ourselves. Paul reminds us in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. So we've got a problem on our hands here. We are guilty of a crime to which the punishment is death. And we really have no way to make it up ourselves. Like imagine a courtroom. The evidence is there. It's a cut and clear case. Guilty. Punishable by death. But then just before the judge is about to swing the gavel, sealing the verdict, Jesus stands up and shouts, Wait! I'll take the punishment. I'll pay the fine. I'll take their place. And God allows it. So Jesus, an innocent man, takes our place on death row. Condemned to die for a crime he did not commit. And we go free. That is a whole different level of love. 
Jesus himself would say that there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Like, where else are we going to find this kind of love? It is almost out of our comprehension. Because there's a lot of people in this world whom I love, and, and I would go to great lengths to show love to them. But I, I have two little boys. And giving up one of my sons to show my love for those people are way out of the question. But that's exactly what God does for us. What Jesus willingly does for us. One of my absolute favorite worship songs is a song called Reckless Love. And it's written by a guy named Corey Asbury. And it focuses on this very subject. The idea that God's love for us is so great that it almost seems reckless in our eyes. As a matter of fact, the song was met with a little bit of controversy because to some, the word reckless should never be used to describe anything that God does. And so in an interview, Corey Asbury said the following of the song. He said, when I use the phrase, the reckless love of God, I'm not saying that God himself is reckless. I am, however, saying that the way he loves, in many regards, is quite so. His love bankrupted heaven for you. His love doesn't consider himself first. His love isn't selfish or self-serving. He doesn't wonder what he'll gain or lose by putting himself out there. He simply gives himself away on the off chance that one of us might turn back and look at him and offer ourselves in return. The recklessness of his love is seen most clearly in this. It gets him hurt over and over. Make no mistake, our sin pains his heart, yet he opens up and allows us in every time. His love saw you when you hated him, when all logic said they'll reject me, he said, I don't care if it kills me. I'm laying down my heart on the line. Now, I, I love the summary that Corey Asbury lays out there, especially when he says God did all of this on the off chance that one of us might look back at him and offer ourselves in return. That's just another incredible facet to God's love. There is no guarantee that we are going to return the love. He paid an incredibly stiff price for something that does not even guarantee a return on his investment. In Romans, Paul says that Jesus died for us while we were still sinners. He reconciled us or he made us right with God while we still considered him our enemy. That's just incredible. That just shows you how much God loves you. It, it almost can't be put into words. I, truly, I'm not sure if it can be put into words. So God put it into action. He shows us time and time again how much he loves you. You personally can experience the deep, never-ending, seemingly reckless love of God in your life right now, in this moment, if you want to experience this love, 
if you've never experienced it or if you have but you've sort of drifted away and it's, it's been a while regardless of where you are in your faith walk it starts with a decision it starts with the choice to enter into that love to accept his words of truth instead of sitting around and just waiting to feel it acknowledge that the words that we hear in scripture the words that we've heard today in scripture are true We can't take the attitude of, well, we'll see. Regardless of your situation or what you're going through, God is bigger and his love is stronger. And you can choose to experience it or you can choose to disregard it. It begins with a choice and it's confirmed in prayer. Paul again in Romans says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. I want to encourage you to reflect on the power and hugeness of God's love, and whether or not you have made a choice to allow it to permeate in your life, or if you've just been trying to get by on your own strength. If you've been struggling, know that you don't have to struggle alone. Know that God's love and mercy and grace is readily available to you. Call out to him. Confess with your words and believe in your heart. And experience the full love, the full saving grace, the weight-lifting mercy that only God can provide. That's going to do it for us here at St. Michael's Student Connections. I hope that through these devotionals, you are experiencing the power of God at work in your life this week. Know that I am praying for you. And until next time, be blessed.